Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be talking about reviewing my time in Alaska. I've done several uh, behind-the-scenes kind of personal podcasts that are available through my Patreon about my journey getting to Alaska, getting the job, driving across the country, trials and tribulations involved. I even started doing some podcasts about, you know, my first impressions and things like that. But I want to do something more public. So this week, I celebrate nine months living in the state of Alaska. And I should have made notes for this. <laughs> I usually do these off the top of my head. So here we go. These are some of the things that I, well, I'm going to say I like because I really don't dislike anything so far. All right. I got here in the first week of September of 2021. I procured, um, scored a great job with a great company, local. Being able to do radio in a market where radio still counts where people still show up for remotes and, and come pick up prizes and call into the radio stations and stuff like that. You don't find that as much in big cities because, well, corporate radio has gone the way of less people, more automation. And so people aren't answering the phone or doing remotes. Or I remember Clear Channel years ago told us to stop doing remotes and I was in a resort type area. We were like, you're crazy. We can do remotes all day long and make money. Why would we not? Um, but this is a great company, single owner that wants to do radio for all the right reasons. And boom, I came to Alaska. Now I did do a little research because like most people, the first thought of Alaska is, holy crap, it's cold there. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I have spent the last 20 to 25 years in Florida and the Caribbean, Grand Cayman Island to be specific. I'm very used to high humidity and high heat most of the time with almost zero cool temperatures, no reason to buy a jacket or long pants even for decades. So a lot of people are like, what are you doing? You know, but I did the research and I found this blog, Jasmine is, I forget her last name, but it was like 35 things to do on the Kenai Peninsula. It's pronounced Kenai, K-E-N-A-I, Kenai for the Kenaitse tribe. I, I imagine I haven't read all the backstory, but <clears throat> I can put a little two and two together. Um, the Kenai Peninsula is considered Alaska's playground. It has milder temperatures. In my experience, we get about 10% of the winter that the rest of the state gets. We did have winter. We had temperatures below zero, but it really wasn't. I mean, I I was married to a Canadian from Calgary, Alberta. Uh, I worked for almost two years in West Virginia. I'm familiar with winter. You know, I've lived in the mountains of Chattanooga. Um, I'm familiar with snow and winter. Yes, I was a little concerned. Actually, when I took the job, I wasn't concerned about the job. I had a long talk with the general manager, and, and honestly, I, I don't know that I've ever seen as eye-to-eye. One or two came close, but honestly, we're cut from the same cloth when it comes to radio and doing business. It just it is We have synergy. We answer questions the same way when posed to us by our employees, that kind of thing. It's really cool. And he warned me that there were some things to, you know, be aware of in Alaska. So, like I said, my, I wasn't worried about the job. I was just worried if I was going to make it through winter. And he told me early on that, yeah, they basically hibernate in the winter and Alaskans go, go, go in the summer. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, we're going to get to a point where there's only four hours of daylight. 
I'm like, oh, wow. I guess I'll watch lots of movies and play lots of video games. I like the dark. He goes, yeah, but on the flip side, in June, we will have four hours of darkness. And I did the math, and I'm like, 20 hours of daylight? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Well, that could be great. He goes, yeah. But really, Alaskans, they get up and they get up early and they go, 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 and they go to bed late. And, and we do that all summer long. And then we crash in the fall and winter. I said, okay, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. So I got through fall. It, you know, it got a little cooler. When I was here, I was wearing short sleeves and switched into sweatshirts and, and hoodies and, and then into jackets. And then we, by November, it started getting a little cooler. You know, we got some snow and, and December was cold and but it really wasn't brutal. You know, you see these 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 shows on Netflix and such and these YouTube videos of people trying to walk against the wind and the snow blowing and these blizzards and stuff and snow taller than people. And we just don't get that here. I mean, even in Anchorage, which is two and a half, three hours north of us. Well, it's only about 60 miles north, but there's a big mountain range there and you have to, and, a, and part of the inlet, you have to drive around it. So by the crow flies, it would only take us, you know, it's 60 miles direct shot, but you have to go around and it takes two and a half to three hours to get there. So it's a lot longer. Um, they, I guess, because we're protected by that mountain range, they got dumped on. They'd get 10 inches, we'd get one or two, you know, it, and that progressed. And I was told the Kenai Peninsula got a lot of snow. But I got to tell you, when it's cold, you you... The only time it's really cold here is when the wind's blowing. Like, I was out with the dogs at 20 below, and it really wasn't bad. At 10 above and the wind blows, it's like, wow, okay, that's cold. But, yeah, 20 below and kind of still outside, it was fine. We don't stay outside very long, obviously, but it really wasn't bad. Didn't have any car trouble. It was only one time I got stuck, and it was in the parking lot of my apartment complex. You know, it, and if I had spikes on my tires or whatever, I wouldn't have had that problem. It really, the winter was fine. And that was the only thing I was truly concerned about. The people are really great. I've said in multiple podcasts, it's, it reminds me of the Keys a lot. When I moved to Key Largo, that was one of the things. People were laid back. People were pretty nice. Um, and there's a lot of similarities. This is a fishing market as well, a coastal market. I mean, I'm less than a mile from the beach. I get ocean breezes here. Cool ocean breezes. We're pretty far north, but so made it through winter and winter lingered. I mean, April, we were still, still pretty cold, but you could tell it was starting to warm up. I wasn't having to wear as thick a jacket. I stopped wearing t-shirts under my shirts, that kind of thing. Slowly, we kind of came out like a, you know, out of a cocoon and things all of a sudden got warm. I was told over the weekend that this is kind of like July weather. This early June is very much July weather to them. We hit 80 the other day. Now, it's not the same 80 that I grew up with in Georgia or the same 80 from Florida because our humidity is incredibly low and there's a cool breeze the entire time. So 80 to me feels like 70. feels great. You know, I put on shorts, tank tops. I'm out there playing Frisbee. By the way, there was some incredible kites going on in Kenai today, and I didn't get to stop, but I drove by incredible kites, I guess because we have incredible breezes here, but big kites, really impressive th designs and things. Um, so, yeah, uh, once it started warming up, windows came down, windows opened in the house. 
we're still getting into the 40s at night, but it, they're predicting a high of 70, and then we'll hit 78. They'll predict a high of 72, and we hit 80. They'll predict a high of 68, and we hit 75. It's It's been warm pretty much every day. But always with that breeze, there. some of my friends are complaining that it's so hot. And I'm like, wow, you guys need to spend a day in Florida. <laughs> a lot of them haven't been to Florida. They have no idea. It's like living on the sun down there, if you've ever. <laughs> so I'm getting used to that. I did not think it would be this. And, and I think I've talked about before, at least in my private podcast, about I'm still adjusting from Eastern time. I didn't think that would be so hard. And I've tried everything, including drugs. Um legal ones we are four hours behind eastern time so when i first moved here i'd be tired at seven o'clock at six seven o'clock at night i'm after dinner i'm falling asleep on the couch and wondering why well because it's 10 11 o'clock eastern and okay so i would i'd push myself to stay up and i'd go to bed early and i'd wake up in the middle of the night and no matter what time i went to bed for the longest time i was waking up at two three in the morning Every single night, because for the last 20 years, I wake up about seven in the morning, 637, like clockwork. I don't I haven't set an alarm in decades because I just wake up every single morning at the same time. Weekends, no matter what I've done, no matter how much sleep I've gotten. So now take that and move somewhere where I'm living four hours behind. Um, I'm waking up at three o'clock in the morning for the first six months. It's only recently now I'm sleeping through the night. I'm still waking up really early, five, six in the morning. But I can take that if I go to bed at 10 or 11. I'm getting six, seven hours of sleep, so that's pretty good. Uh, sleeping through the night. So I had just gotten to the point where I'm starting to get that, right? You know, eight months I've been struggling with this Eastern time thing, and it's I'm starting to see a change. I'm starting to see that I'm getting a good six hours in a row or something. And then we really start noticing how late the sun is up. By May, it was obvious that, Holy crap, this is this is like midsummer in Georgia. You know, the sun was up to 8 30, 9 o'clock, and it's like, wow, this is nice. You know, you get more day. Um, when Top Gun came out a couple weeks ago, you know, I went to Top Gun at like the four o'clock show, came out at six o'clock, still had four hours of daylight here. Um, still had a whole day pretty much. That was weird. So now at this time, here as we enter the second week of June, um, we're at 19 hours of daylight a day. It, the sun's coming up before 4 a.m. The sun's staying up till almost midnight. That's insane, people. Your body seems to know. Like, I, I have blackout curtains in almost every room now. I just put some up in my office where I'm recording this now, which is helping with the echo in here, I thought. That's kind of cool. But I just put blackout curtains in here because what I try and do about 9 or 10 in the evening is close all the blinds and close all the curtains and, and simulate darkness. Try and get my mind, my body, my clock, you know, all set. Well, then I have to go take my dogs out right before I go to bed. And I have to go put my sunglasses on. It's bright outside at 11 o'clock. I took video from the beach the other day. It was at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And the sun's still up. It's crazy. The sun's going to be up till midnight. Uh, June 21st, I think, is our longest day, the equinox or whatever. That's the longest day of the year for us, and we will have 20 hours of daylight. That This has been really weird to adjust to. You wouldn't think, but yeah. So kind of looking forward to going back the other way. I, w I will be one of those weird guys just looking forward to the dark months. Now, people have asked, do we go fully dark or fully light? No, that's farther north of us. Um Obviously, 
I laugh. I have friends who are school teachers who have sent me messages, private messages going, I really never knew Alaska was that big. We pulled the map out in the classroom the other day and we picked up that, that real size version of Alaska and put it in the center of the United States and it covers like all the center of the United States. I'm like, I know. Well, because people say, well, did this happen to you, this snow slide? I'm mean, no, that was 12 hours north of me. That's how big the state is. It was 12 hours north of me. If you could drive there, 80% of the state you cannot drive to. There are no roads. You have to get there by air or water. Go around the, go around the sides. There's still unexplored land. That's why they call this the last frontier. It's insane how millions and millions of acres we have. Millions of lakes. We have three million lakes. I say we because after nine months, I think I'm staying. I like it here. Like I said, the people are really nice. There's a few things that are different, sure, but nothing that's out of my tolerance range. Like I said, I got through winter with flying colors. I didn't have a problem with winter. I overestimated everything when it came to cold. I figured if I was going to be driving to work every day or going to do a live remote or whatever, I needed to over-prepare, like I over-prepare for scuba diving. You want to be prepared for any instance. So I made sure I wasn't going to get cold if I got stuck on the side of the highway or whatever. And so I would overdress for things, and I stayed warm throughout the winter. Um, just take it seriously. You know, get a good jacket or two. Wear layers. Layers are the key, I'm telling you. I had enough cold weather here that I could experiment. You read all the stuff. I read blogs. What are the best jackets? What are the best ways to stay warm? What are the best layers? The order of the layers. Have the synthetic shirt instead of the, the cotton shirt because cotton, it, it'll get wet and it will freeze. And yeah, there's things you don't even think about, you know, in, in real, real cold situations. People farther north of us, they're negative, you know, 50 below, 60 below, 70 below. Um, the coldest we saw here was about 20 below. I think locally it might not have gotten quite that cold, but that was the prediction for. And like I said, if the wind wasn't blowing, it, it what's cold? Anything below 20 is cold. It just felt cold, you know. Hmm. It's not like the difference between 80 and 100. Whew. Anyway. What else? There was something else I was driving today. Well, one of the things you never get used to is turning a corner and all of a sudden there are big epic mountains in the distance. 50 miles away from where I take a lot of the, the pictures you see on my Facebook page is, is Redoubt. It's a, a volcano. It's 52 miles away from where I take the pictures. And it's so clear on most days, it looks like it's right there. Well, because it's 10,000 feet tall. It's one of the highest peaks in the States. You go farther north, up up north of Anchorage, McKinley's up there. That's 20,000 feet and is the biggest peak. Um, anyway, it's an incredibly beautiful state. I saw the tail end of summer coming in and really liked it. Winter was beautiful. It was gorgeous. For somebody who didn't grow up with winter, only got it as an adult, having a white Christmas was kind of surreal and all that kind of stuff. It just felt like everything was a holiday. I, I don't know. I know people got tired of the winter. I seem to like it every day. But I'm glad it's gone. The dogs really like it's gone. My two little dogs, one's from West Virginia, one's from Florida, um, 16 pounds and 7 pounds. Archer is from West Virginia. He loves snow anyway. So he loved the winter. Mickey got used to it. Mickey's kind of a foo-foo indoor dog. He doesn't really, he goes out, pees, wants to go back inside. Um, and he got used to the snow. It was weird for him. But after a while, he played in it too. So they liked it. But 
I have radiant heating floors uh, in, throughout my entire house. This apartment doesn't have any kind of forced heat or air conditioning. We have windows and we have radiant heat in the floor. So love that. The doggy paws thawed instantly when we came inside and stuff like that. So that's been one of the things to get used to here as we, we enter summer, um, not having air conditioning. I haven't had to buy any fans yet because, honestly, this is one of the complaints people told me when I moved to Kenai. They were like, well, we moved to Soldatna, which is right down the road. Um, it's farther away from the ocean and less wind. Mm, I live right on the water in Key Largo. I'm good with the wind. So I like being able – I literally opened up the windows after watching the movie and dropped the temperature in the, in the apartment by 5 degrees in just a few minutes with wind power. That was great. I've noticed the last couple of mornings it's not been quite as cold when I got up, so I may leave some windows open when I go to bed. I've been closing up at bed, but um, that's another thing. Bugs. Obviously, through winter, we didn't have any, and we really don't have any the rest of the time. In the more wilder areas, we have a lot of mosquitoes. And in Florida, I thought mosquitoes were killed by cooler temperatures, but here they have a harder, hardier mosquito. I will say that uh, walking the trails behind my apartment here, I usually put on a hoodie, even if it's warm enough not to wear one, just to keep the mosquitoes off. They're big, and when you smash them, they're full of blood. They've, they've, they've had some good eating here. Looked on the map, the trails behind my apartment lead into the wild. There's no city back there. It just leads into the middle part of the peninsula, more forest, lots of miles of forest. So I plan to explore more of that. If you're following me on Facebook or whatever or on Instagram, you'll see some of the pictures. Things I don't like about Alaska, mm, I would say the remote location, but I honestly don't have that many ties. I have a lot of friends back in the States, but my parents are gone. Most of my extended family are really extended all over the States, so I didn't see them much anyway. It doesn't really matter where I live. We keep in touch other ways. Um, a couple of really close friends I miss seeing them more often, but other than that, you guys need to come up here and see me. It's beautiful here. Had a friend from college visit recently, spent a week here, said it was unforgettable. A trip they would never forget. It was a life changer. You think the pictures I post look great. I'm telling you, it's much better in person. Everything is a different perspective than the camera lens. It's amazing. Jaw-dropping. There are things within an hour of my house that I thought I would never see in my life. <laughs> I've crested at the top of a trail and just seen lakes below me and mountains and snow-covered rocks and wildlife. We have bald eagles like you can't imagine up here. I've seen a couple bears, a few caribou, and a lot of moose, but more than anything, bald eagles. That's like our national bird, I guess. We have bald eagles everywhere. I grew up thinking these are the most endangered thing on the planet. They're fine up here, I guess. Bald eagles everywhere trying to get a good picture from a friend of mine from high school he loves eagles and anyway i'll get a good picture so yeah things i don't like hmm. clean air clean living good food prices are a little bit more but not a lot more like food and stuff is pretty much the same gas was a little bit higher now it's higher for everybody obviously um movies are cheaper pay eight dollars to go to the movies usually maybe less um, you know, I have Walmart, I have Home Depot, I have Safeway, and I have a lot of local places. So I really don't want for a whole lot. Soldatna has even more. 
Um, I had to replace the alternator in my car. I have an older Jeep Grand Cherokee I bought to drive up here and move up here. O'Reilly's had one cheaper than Advance and um, and AutoZone, and and I you know had a friend install it and got it right in and up and running, and the price wasn't you know it was the same as I would have paid in the lower forty eight. Did the work ourselves, but you know got a few other things you know. Um, I've been here for nine months. I'm I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. There's got to be everywhere I've lived, and I I loved. I mean, I love the Keys. I love Grand Cayman. I love Chattanooga. I loved. I even there were parts of Montgomery I loved. A lot of the places I've lived, I've really loved. Mostly the people in all of those places more than the place. But there was always a caveat. There was always a man. I really like it here, but if it only had this or it only had that. And I guess during wintertime, people would say, well, if it had summer here, but this is my kind of summer. It's just not that hot. I may have to get a fan for nights. I don't know. I don't think it's ever going to get that warm at night that I'm not going to be able to sleep. I haven't had that yet. Anyway, I'll let you know. That, maybe that's one thing left to figure out, but uh, fans. They don't put ceiling fans in. I would do that. I might talk to the landlord about doing that in the bedroom. I think a ceiling fan would be great. That's just not a thing they do. They don't do a whole lot of forced air anything here because you have the breezes and it's cooler temperatures. And So good job, nice people, spectacular scenery. Um, a live and let live attitude for most people. Everybody kind of does their own thing and leads everybody to do their own thing. Sure, there's some crazies. Uh, there, there are everywhere. Um, easier when you're separated and you're in a, a giant state that only has 700,000 people in it uh, to believe whatever you want if you're far removed from the lower 48 or any other country. That being said, most people are pretty even keel, pretty smart, pretty common sensey. Um, I really have no complaints about living here, and I'm trying to think of some. We have these little coffee shops. Um, they're like little huts. They're like photo huts used to be when you drive by and they're in the parking lot of Lowe's or whatever. There'd just be a photo hut. Yeah, well, we have the coffee places like that. They're along the side of the road. They're all different. There's Sea Siren or The Brew or Hooked on the Bean. They all have different names. Um, and they usually have one to two people working in them and you pull up and you order coffee. Our Starbucks, we have one drive through and the others are in Safeways. And that's the only Starbucks here. So we have all these, and, and it's wonderful. Um, the Brew, which is on uh, K Beach, uh, California Beach Road, uh, that leads to Homer. Um, the Brew was having a, a, a Fruity Pebble shake for the month of May. And unfortunately, it was only for the month of May. But that was really good. It was Fruity Pebbles crushed up in a milkshake with orange whipped cream and topped with Fruity Pebbles. I was more of a Cocoa Pebbles guy, but that was a milkshake to die for. When you're from the South and Florida, you get a lot of that kind of seafood. And now I'm eating shrimp, big shrimp from up here, halibut over cod and things like that. The halibut is incredible. A lot of places do fish and chips, but with halibut or they do some kind of halibut bites. Wow. Really, really digging the halibut. Ugly fish, but really digging the halibut. Um, also, here was something we talked about the other day in the office. All the bars and restaurants seem to have some kind of meat appetizers, 
prime bites, steak bites, Cajun steak bites. And we just surmise that maybe hearty food, you know, you could basically buy a prime rib steak cut up into bite-sized pieces for a you know, decent amount of price. Um, the seafood's been great. The food's been great. I don't eat out a whole lot because, honestly, we don't have a whole lot of places. I mean, we do. There's several Mexican places. There's a couple steak places. There's a couple, sea, you know, there's several seafood places, local places, that kind of stuff. But, you know, I, I do a lot of cooking at home just because. Now, I will say some of the places to eat is that is a little bit more, but, you know, sometimes it's good to have the service and the and the different kind of food and whatever. I got to say, I've been surprised by some of the food. It was definitely worth the money. Um, but the amount of portion you got and the quality of it, the taste, incredible. I've been very, very thankful for all the all that kind of stuff. If you're into cannabis, it's fully legal here. Alaska was one of the first states to legalize it. Alaska was the first state to have cannabis gathering places. Those went away with COVID, uh, but there's the talk of them coming back. Um, from somebody who comes from the Florida medical cannabis industry, uh, I actually had a project in that. I was working with dispensaries, you know, reviewing things and all that. Got to say the quality is fine here. It's nice that you can stop by, like getting a loaf of bread on the way home and just pop in, get what you need or whatever and get out. Um they never did the medical thing here, so it didn't get elevated like it did in Florida, and that's maybe a mistake. But on the flip side, then the prices aren't jacked up like they are in Florida too. So we have more cannabis shops than bars. I thought that was interesting. There are quite a few bars. I actually went out a couple times, did the whole – I'm not bar guy. haven't been a long time, but with, you know, with – the radio industry, I've spent way too much time in bars, so I don't do that. But I did go out one night and, and, and saw one of my friends in a band, a guy I work with, and he's a good drummer and a really good band. Uh, and then went out and did some, some you know, drunken karaoke and, and just had a really Alaskan time one Friday night. And it was really good. You know, it was really, it was really fun to get out. And I, it turns out I know some people, <laughs> you know. There's maybe 50,000 people on the entire peninsula. Peninsula's pretty big. It takes a couple hours to go from side to side. So it's a pretty big peninsula. Um, and you'd be surprised how often you run into people you know. That's kind of cool. I, I figure in the next couple of years, I will run into most people. I will know a lot of people here. And that's not a bad thing. I've done radio in a lot of different places, but radio's kind of taken a back seat to some other things in other places. But here, radio's still powerful still it's really cool you know to to be the news leader and to be the place people turn for things and ask questions and we're in the know and this just you know that's that's kind of been lacking in radio and a lot of other places for the last few years and it's nice to have that here so you know professionally personally i might be becoming an alaskan really i have more than one set of hiking boots <laughs> <laughs> my closet's not all tennis shoes and dress shoes. I've got a couple pair of hiking boots. Um, well, those are good in the snow. You kind of need them, actually. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm. My first six months here, I wasn't going to buy a whole lot of furniture. I kind of live, kind of lean in my apartment, and 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 now I'm starting to kind of fill things out because I, I I think yeah, you know, I like it here. If you've ever visited on one of those cruises or whatever, I highly suggest visiting the Kenai Peninsula. 
If you've never been to Alaska, then you should probably do both. And you could do that from here. Uh, you could go to Whittier or Seward and, to, and do a glacier thing or a cruise or whatever and see that part of Alaska that you, you, know, you see on TV or whatever. But this is, you know, they tell me the Kenai River is the best fishing on the planet. My dad was a huge fisherman. He would love to hear that. Um, I haven't tried it myself, but fish literally jump out of the water here. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, so if you're hiking, millions of trails. There's thousands of miles of trails. I've been on several. Had a blast. Russian River Falls to hike the five miles in and out to that trail. Really nice. A little early in the season to see the bears, but at some point you'll go to those falls and the bears will just be picking fish out of the waterfalls. Kind of cool. To be able to see that stuff and not be on vacation, you know, to be this is the backyard of where I live. Like I said, I'm professionally fulfilled. I'm personally fulfilled. I I like Alaska. You should definitely visit. And if you need a guide, come on. I don't know all the back places, but I know a few secret places, and I'm learning more every day. I don't always rah-rah everywhere I've lived, but I make the best of everywhere I've lived. And I've told my parents when they were alive and my friends, oh, I love it here. This is great. And I always meant it but not like this. I really do love it here. If I didn't have a job here, I would find a job here now that I've been here. I suggest visiting. Like I said, take one of the big cruises if you want to see all the glaciers and things like that, polar bears and stuff. But if you want to see a part of Alaska that's just not like anywhere else, this is really a different kind of place. Come to the Kenai Peninsula somewhere. Sultana, Kenai, Homer, uh, Seward, Whittier, Anchorage even. Really pretty. Coming out of Anchorage, looks like you're in a James Bond movie. You come down and you come down this cliff face and you're right beside the water. You expect, you know, some sleek Italian sports car is going to come flying past you with motorcycles chasing it or something. It's really spectacular. And there's many more spectacular things to see. I downloaded the All Trails app and just in my area, I'm like, this is right here? <laughs> you know, I could just walk to this from my house? Um. It's amazing. I'm discovering new things every day. I really have zero complaints about living in Alaska. You should come visit. It's wonderful. Scott Hamilton, I'm Rockfile. Thanks for listening to me ramble about Alaska. I'm sure there was something else I meant to talk about, something else I was surprised. But the whole day-night thing is is cool. Um, I'd suggest visiting in the summer, sometime between May 1st and October 1st. If you want to come in the winter, do it the early part. The that that October, November is really nice. Towards the end of winter, the roads kind of get weird. If things melt and refreeze, more slush, more stuff like that. Beginning of winter was really clean, really easy to get around in. It looked like postcards everywhere. I was still going to the beach. I was still going to other places. When you get into the heart of winter and the tail end of winter, it almost became too much trouble. You know, to, to investigate things, just go to work, come home, and, and hope the roads clear up by tomorrow kind of thing. So early winter, if you're going to do some of the cold weather stuff, but definitely any time between like May and, and October is absolutely beautiful here. Um, October, November, you might run into a little snow and some cold temperatures. April, usually warmer. This year we were a little cold in April, but anyway. A travel agent could tell you more, but 
I, I live locally. I talk to the locals. I find out where to go. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not subscribing to some kind of travel service or asking expert guides. I'm talking to dudes who've lived there all their lives and go, where would you go here? Oh, I'd go to this. I do do this or I go eat here or whatever. And, and I'm exploring it that way. And I got to tell you, uh, I need to make a list because <laughs> it's starting to get long. And we're going to do something like that on the radio station's website. Actually, we've been talking about it since I got here and a list of things that we, we highly recommend as Alaskans need, needs to happen. So anyway, I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. I'm broadcasting live from Alaska. Maybe forever we shall see. But nine months in, and I'm, I'm thrilled. I will keep you updated as we go. Check my links below. If you want to hear that private stuff I was talking about, it's only on the Patreon, but you can subscribe to that pretty cheaply. And thank you so much for taking the time. Have a great day.